the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Support the blueprint of America our founding fathers gave us, a God-fearing republic that remains the light of freedom all across the globe. I'm Bill Bunkley, and that is something to think about. WT. now, for your holiday enjoyment, a special Independence Day program, Our Great America. Hello and welcome to this special 4th of July program. I'm Jerry Stewart. Today, all across America, millions of proud Americans are celebrating the birthday of our United States, truly the greatest nation in the world. We all come from different walks of life, all parts, all shapes, all sizes, all ages, all colors, but... We all have one very important piece in common. We all love America, and that's the way it should be. It was one of our founding fathers, one patriot, Daniel Webster, who said, when it comes to our feeling for our nation, our love for America, let our object be our country, our whole country, and nothing but our country. And by the blessings of God, may our country become a vast and splendid monument, not of oppression or terror, but of wisdom, of peace, and of liberty, upon which the world may gaze with admiration forever. And that's the feeling we should all have today for our America. Now, there are some who seem to believe that it's more important to look at the entire world, to see us all as one vast group, and to somehow forget about nationalism. Instead, take on this idea of globalism. It was April 1910 when U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt spoke these words. He said, anyone who says that he does not care to be a citizen of any one country because he is a citizen of the world is usually a bad citizen wherever he is. If a man can view his own country and all other countries from the same level, it is wise to distrust him. Wow, these are powerful words. But why did President Roosevelt feel so strongly toward nationalism? He went on to say, a man who loves his own family first and foremost is apt to be a better neighbor, a better citizen than one who does not. How true. And just how does the rest of the world fit into this idea of nationalism? As good American citizens, we take our own love for our own nation, our patriotism, our devotion, and then as a nation, we reach out to the rest of the world. But to be a good citizen, does it just take love? And can a nation survive on just the love of its citizens alone? No, there is one other very important piece, duty, duty. Now, we've all heard this word, but I'm not sure how many really understand how serious it is. 
duty actually comes from the word debt, to be in debt. Webster's Dictionary tells us this concept of duty is a term that conveys a sense of moral commitment to someone or something. And get this, this sense of commitment is not just a matter of passive feeling or mere recognition, but it's more a call to action. The dictionary goes on to say that duty does involve some sacrifice of immediate self-interest. So love our America, but realize that to have a successful nation for us all to benefit from and live safely in, there must be more than just love. There must be duty. And our founding fathers knew all about duty. It's right there in that first declaration, our Declaration of Independence. Listen to these telling words from that declaration. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Declaration goes on to say, whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. In simple words, they were saying, when something is wrong and you have the ability to fix it, you don't just have the right to do something, even more, you have the responsibility, the duty to fix it. By the way, take a moment and consider that small piece of that declaration and notice that they knew where their real authority and power came from, their Creator, Almighty God. And when they use that word, unalienable, it means that certain rights or authorities are above men to give or take and can only be given or taken by God. And where should God be in our nation today? It was President Ronald Reagan who said, Without God, there is no virtue because there is no prompting of the conscience. Without God, there is a coarsening of the society. Without God, democracy will not and cannot long endure. He closed with these chilling words. If we ever forget that we are one nation under God, then we will surely be a nation gone under. How true. And on today's program, we're going to hear some powerful stories, true stories of those gone before us, great American patriots in our history who helped to give us the great America we have today. Did you know that Thomas Jefferson, who was like the architect of the Declaration of Independence, did you know that he was not even supposed to be there at that first meeting, July the 4th in Philadelphia? Yeah, he was the alternate delegate. So if he was the alternate, just how did he get there? It's an amazing story that rarely is ever told. And then there's the story of Caesar Rodney. You say, who? <laughs> yeah, Caesar Rodney and the great and powerful part he played in helping us to win our freedom in America. And when we think of shipwrecks in American history, what comes to mind? Of course, the Titanic. But did you know that there was a shipwreck in our American history? It was the USS Sultana in 1865, and it happened right here on our Mississippi River. It's a story too strange to even believe, but it is true. And did you know that early in our Revolutionary War, England had a serious plan to kill George Washington? 
They devised the plan. He was in their crosshairs. So why wasn't he killed? Another amazing story. This is a powerful and patriotic program all Americans must hear. So gather up the family and settle in for our great America. I'm taking a short break now, but before I do, let me take a moment and ask you this. Have you put up your flag yet today? I truly believe that our flag is the most beautiful of all the flags. But just what is it about our flag that makes it so beautiful? Of course, there are the colors, the red and white and blue. The mix of colors is beautiful. But it's not just the blend of colors themselves that makes our flag beautiful. It's what each color means. Look at it. The red stands for courage. The white, purity. Now, notice the white stars against the blue background. The color blue stands for perseverance and justice. Our flag reminds us that we should have courage while at the same time be kind and fair. We should always strive for true justice and never, never give up. And that's the reason why the U.S. flag first began to be draped over the veterans' coffins to remind us that the veterans served and so often, sadly, died for this flag. It was Marine Chaplain Father Dennis O'Brien who said, It's not the reporter who gives us the freedom of the press. It's the soldier. It's not the poet who gives us the freedom of speech. It's the soldier. It's not the campus organizer who gives us the freedom to demonstrate. It's the soldier. It's the soldier that salutes the flag, serves the flag, and sadly, whose coffin is draped by the flag. Simply said, America would not be the land of the free if it were not first and foremost the home of the brave. And today, on this 4th of July, we honor, we salute, we remember our brave veterans and those still serving today. We thank God for them all. And how should our flag be treated? This is what I think. No one in America should have the right to lay a hand on or burn our flag. Some say it's freedom of expression. I say express yourself some other way, but don't touch our flag. Some say it's just a piece of cloth. It's no big deal. I say our flag is a big deal. Why? Because it's a symbol of what we stand for, our land, our people, our ideals. Our flag reminds us that we are each a part of America. Our country is not just land and buildings. It's not just power and possessions. It's people. And our flag should stir our hearts to joy, to courage, to sacrifice, and to duty. That's why we should fly our flags today to remind us all. I say, express yourself, but don't touch our flag. I'm taking a break now, but when I return, I'll tell you the story of one virtually unknown patriot, his name, Caesar Rodney, and how he saved our vote for independence. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'll be back with more of this special Fourth of July program after these messages. Hello, this is Kelly Stewart. Are you hearing some of these powerful stories of America today for the first time? How would you like to get your own copy of today's program to share with your family and friends? Today, we are offering two specials for this 4th of July. That's right, 
two different ways to get this program, Our Great America. First, you can get today's program on CD for only $11.95 plus $5 shipping and handling. Or ask for the 4th of July special and get all this. Today's program special on CD and an autographed manuscript of the program to read for yourself, even to share at church or school. But order right now, and in addition, you will also get Jerry's book, Saving America, for no additional charge. All this for sixteen ninety-five plus five dollars shipping and handling, a total cost of just twenty-one ninety-five. Call eight one seven five seven six two nine seven six now to place your order, or go online to our website at www.jerrystewartusa.com. Let's keep America going in the right direction. Let's be positive. Let's be patriotic. But most of all, let us be praying. That number again, 817-576-2976. Or go online to jerrystewartusa.com. Call now. Thanks, Kelly. I need to encourage each of you today to stand up, to speak out for our America to sit down with your family and to examine and study the rights our founding fathers gave to us along with our freedom. But more than anything, don't just take the rights. Take responsibility. Be part of the solution for our America. Now, back to the show. If you're worried about how the market's going to respond in these first 100 days of new leadership, you're not alone. Even the best experts can't predict what's going to happen in the coming year. So be smart and have a plan. Go to SaveProfitPlan.com to start your plan. Bill Pullis with Profits Run has developed a plan on how you can profit now. Go to SaveProfitPlan.com to learn how to make a little extra money each week. Trading involves risk of loss and is not appropriate for everyone. Go to SaveProfitPlan.com for more information. In business, risks and rewards come with every decision, like moving to the cloud with Office 365. While its benefits include anywhere access and lower costs, cyber threats and user errors can quickly wipe out data and the money you save. Barracuda Essentials for Office 365 provide an added layer of security and functionality for threat protection, email migration, data recovery, and quality of service. Move securely to Office 365. Visit barracuda.com essentials to learn more. Hello and welcome back to this special 4th of July program. I'm Jerry Stewart. Today as we celebrate our independence, what so many Americans don't know is just how close we came to not even declaring our independence at all. That's right. Did you also know that on July the 4th, 1776, there were more people, more colonists than our America who wanted to stay under the rule of the British government than those wanting independence? Yeah. Did you also know that King George knew of the meeting being held by that Continental Congress? He knew of their talks about independence, and he had conveyed to them that if they sought independence to try and break away from England, that it would be seen as an act of treason against England, and that traitors were hanged. When you think about it that way, it all sounds very scary, very dangerous. And it was. That's why Benjamin Franklin said during that convention, we'd all better hang together or we will surely all hang separate. Wow. 
But do you know how close they came to not signing at all? You say, how close? Well, consider just a few of these known facts. We all know that Thomas Jefferson was the author of that first declaration draft. But did you know that when Jefferson drafted that document, when he attended that convention in July of 1776, he was only 33 years old? Yeah, he was still a very young man. And here's one fact that still blows me away. Thomas Jefferson wasn't even supposed to be there at that Continental Congress. So the man most responsible for writing perhaps a single most important document in our nation's history wasn't even supposed to be there? That's right. He was an alternate. But how did he even come to be there? Well, the delegates selected to attend for Jefferson State, Virginia, the man who was supposed to be there, could not attend. So Jefferson, as the alternate, was sent in his place. What an amazing fact. So as an alternate, how did Thomas Jefferson come to write the Declaration? Well, Jefferson was quite a writer, quite a thinker, and prior to his traveling to Philadelphia, he wrote down his thoughts and ideals about freedom. But the story even gets more amazing. On his way to the convention, Jefferson became ill, so ill that he had to delay his journey for a few days. But when his papers arrived before him, his words were read, and they were so enlightening, so powerful, so revolutionary, that they were immediately published and distributed to the other delegates. So, by the time alternate delegate Thomas Jefferson arrived at the Continental Congress meeting in 1776, his words had already struck a powerful chord for freedom. How oh, what a fluke. What a coincidence. Or was it? Our founding fathers knew better. It was no accident that Jefferson was there. It was God's mighty hand. No wonder that the final words of that document, just before each delegate penned their signatures, it's no wonder that they wrote these final words for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. Wow. Our founding fathers relied on God. What about us today? After the Declaration was written, the delegates had to meet and talk and sometimes argue about just what to do. Some suggested that there be no break for independence. Some insisted that they continue dialogue with the British Parliament, keep working for a peaceful solution. And because of this vote and their ideas, the vote for independence was actually falling way short of passing. So how did it pass? In steps another character, a man most Americans have never even heard of. His name, Caesar Rodney. You say, who? Caesar Rodney. Who was Caesar Rodney? He was to be one of the delegates there from the colony of Delaware. On the first vote by that Congress for independence, the vote was short. Only 10 colonies voted yes. And one of the dissenters was his colony, Delaware. Its vote was split, and only he could cast the vote to break the deadlock. And on that next day, at 1 p.m., a final vote for independence was to be taken. So, a dispatch was sent to Caesar Rodney's home. When the express rider arrived at Rodney's home, it was 2 a.m. He explained the circumstance. 
Rodney had only hours to travel the 80 miles to Philadelphia or the vote for independence could very well be lost. Despite the fact that Rodney was suffering from a severe case of asthma, he rode literally all night long through a terrible rainstorm and the next day through severe summer heat waves just to arrive at the meeting hall in time for the one o'clock vote. Because he was sick and exhausted, Caesar Rodney had to be literally carried into the meeting hall where he dramatically placed his tie-breaking vote. And his selfless act of dedication to the cause of freedom was so moving that all remaining dissenters changed their votes. Yeah, that's right. The vote for independence passed because of a man almost unknown in our nation's history, Caesar Rodney. What a powerful story. Caesar Rodney knew about duty. And what price did those 56 signers pay for their American duty? Five of the signers were captured and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes and properties taken from them or destroyed. Nine of the 56 fought in the Revolutionary War and died of the wounds or hardships received from that war. But perhaps the saddest story is of little-known signer John Hart, a delegate from New Jersey. Not long after the war began, the British troops invaded New Jersey and came looking for him. At that time, his wife was deathly sick. But when John Hart received word that the British were coming for him, he was forced to leave her side and to leave behind his 13 children. Though he promised he would return back home soon, for more than a year, the British chased after John Hart as he lived in the forest in caves to avoid his capture. Then finally, after a great American victory, he was free to return back to his home. But when he arrived, his home was in ruins. His wife had died and his 13 children had vanished. It was more than John Hart could take. Only a few weeks later, John Hart died of a broken heart. Duty. Our founding fathers knew all about duty. A lesson we should be learning in our own America today. I'm taking a break now, but when we return, I'll tell you the amazing story of the most serious shipwreck in U.S. history. It was all the way back in 1865, right on our Mississippi River. But before I leave, let me invite you to take some time today and the days to come and have you and your children visit our website. Just go to www.jerrystewartusa.com where you'll find so many powerful stories of America. Some people say history is boring, just dates and places, but not the stories in my website. These stories will make you laugh, make you cry, make you think of your own responsibilities as an American today. But most of all, they will make you proud of our great nation, America. Once again, that free site is www.jerrystewartusa.com. I'll be back with more of this special Independence Day program after these messages. Faith Talk 570, WTBN.
Barb was stuck in a pit of debt quicksand, only making minimum payments. If you buy something that's $2,000 and then you only pay $25 a month, you end up paying $2,000 in interest. Barb does not like being taken advantage of. I just don't like that. I like being in control and paying my bills. Barb regained control with help from National Debt Relief. I love National Debt Relief. They were very helpful. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of folks just like Barb eliminate more than $500 million of debt, and they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They make it pretty easy. They negotiated with my debtors. National Debt Relief saved me thousands of dollars. I like them. (laughs) Now that Barb's got it handled? I don't have to worry about not being able to pay somebody. That's what I love. It's like you get your life back. You can start over. Yay! If you're in debt for more than $10,000, Barb says you should call who? Definitely recommend National Debt Relief. If they can help me, they can help anybody. Call now. 800-993-5881. 800-993-5881. 800-993-5881. Bill Bunkley here. Have you thought about how many people were involved in your last car or truck purchase? The salesperson, the sales manager, the general manager, finance and insurance managers, and on and on it goes. Getting through the sale can be a real grind. Not so Rivard Buick GMC. When you buy from Rivard, the process is so streamlined that from the handshake on throughout the entire transaction, even finance and insurance, you work with one person and one person only. No other dealership does it this way. Such a refreshing way to buy a vehicle. And one of the family owners is always on hand should you need that special Rivard touch. Rivard is Florida's largest selling GMC Sierra dealer with over 100 in stock at all times. Check out the savings today at RivardBuickGMC.com or visit Rivard on Route 60 in Brandon. Tell them Bill Bunkley sent you. Have a safe and happy 4th of July from Rivard Buick GMC. Book Carl back with three more questions you were about to ask that I already have the answers to. Yes, it's about midway through the summer, but you're already thinking, wouldn't it be nice if school is about to start back again? Yes, you still are struggling with the idea of sending your child back to the school they attended last year when you know it's not right for them. And yes, there is still time for you to go to ChristianTuitions.com for half-off tuition for your first year at an amazingly great Christian school. Learn more and find the school that's right for you at ChristianTuitions.com. ChristianTuitions.com. And now we return to Our Great America. Hello and welcome back to this special Independence Day program. I'm Jerry Stewart. When you think of shipwrecks in American history, what comes to your mind? Well, when asked that question, most Americans answer the Titanic. How very sad and tragic. But as sad and tragic as the sinking of the Titanic was, did you know that there was an American shipwreck, not on the ocean, but right here in our United States, which may have cost more lives than any shipwreck ever. And it happened on the Mississippi River. Listen to this true story. The year was 1865. It was April, and our terrible civil war was finally over. And now that the war was over, tens of thousands of prisoners of war from both sides were being released to go back to their homes. The war had devastated our nation. But as devastated as all America was, now the war was over, finally over, and the fathers, the sons, the husbands could now finally come home. But how could all the soldiers get back home? They had no money or transportation of their own. Most had nothing more than the clothes on their back. And so many of the prisoners of war were weak and sick, half-starved survivors who certainly did not have the strength to walk back to their home. How would they get home? 
One such way was by steamboat. There was a prison camp in Vicksburg, Mississippi, Camp Fisk, and the general there had ordered that those prisoners being released from Camp Fisk be sent northward from Vicksburg on privately owned steamboats, with the vessel's owners receiving $5 for each enlisted man they carried and $10 for each officer. Now, understand that in that day, $5 was a lot of money. So the steamboat captains all rushed to points where these soldiers were. One such ship was the USS Sultana. Now, the Sultana had a legal carrying capacity of 376. So with a crew of 80 to 85, the maximum passenger load was 290 passengers. Remember that number, 290. Well, the owner of the steamboat Sultana negotiated with military officials and was assured that if his steamboat would come to Vicksburg, he was assured a full passenger load at the prescribed fee. So the Sultana made its way upriver from New Orleans, but the Sultana carried with it a big problem. A crack had been discovered in one of the ship's four huge boilers, and the ship needed to be docked for a major repair. But if the ship was forced to go to dry dock for repair, it would lose the big money contract to carry the released prisoners. So instead of stopping for a major repair, instead, the crack in the huge boiler was only patched up. The scene was being set for a terrible tragedy. On April the 23rd, the Sultana arrived at Vicksburg and was informed that the total number of prisoners to be shipped would be as many as 1,400 and that they desperately needed to be transported as soon as possible. Now, that number of 1,400 passengers exceeded the Sultana's passenger limit by almost four times, but there was all that money to be made. So somehow, they would do it. But when the day came for the soldiers to be loaded up, there weren't 1,400, there were over 2,000. And on that fateful day, April the 24th, 1865, as the Sultana pulled away from the docks, it was carrying 1,996 passengers. For three full days and nights, the USS Sultana traveled northward up the Mississippi with no incident. But the ship's captain nervously watched that patch in the steaming hot boiler. And then, at 2 a.m. on April the 27th, as most of the war-torn prisoners slept on the decks, at that moment, three of the boilers blew. With such a fury, witnesses on shore said it sounded like the thundering noise of a hundred earthquakes. The blast tore through the decks above the boilers, spreading red-hot coals and timbers and debris onto the sleeping soldiers. Hundreds were killed instantly. Others were trapped in the wreckage, unable to get free as the steamer slowly listed and sank. Others were so weak that even in the water, free from the explosion, they had no strength to swim. Help came slowly, but rescuers searched all through the night to save those that they could. And of those rescued, hundreds died shortly thereafter from the deadly burns. The final official death count was 1,653, the worst shipwreck in U.S. history. Later, some tried to say the ship was sabotaged, but all who knew of the patched-up boiler, they knew what had happened. Now, you might just be saying, what a terrible tragedy. Why have I never even heard of it? Well, one big reason 
was because only less than two weeks before, on April the 15th, 1865, President Abraham Lincoln had been assassinated. Wow, what a sad and tragic time in our history. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'll be back with more of this special 4th of July program after these messages. Hello, this is Kelly Stewart. Are you hearing some of these powerful stories of America today for the first time? How would you like to get your own copy of today's program to share with your family and friends? Today, we are offering two specials for this 4th of July. That's right, two different ways to get this program, Our Great America. First, you can get today's program on CD for only $11.95 plus $5 shipping and handling. Or ask for the 4th of July special and get all this. Today's program special on CD and an autographed manuscript of the program to read for yourself, even to share at church or school. But order right now, and in addition, you will also get Jerry's book, Saving America, for no additional charge. All this for $16.95 plus $5 shipping and handling, a total cost of just $21.95. Call 817-576-2976 now to place your order, or go online to our website at www.jerrystewartusa.com. Let's keep America going in the right direction. Let's be positive. Let's be patriotic. But most of all, let us be praying. That number again, 817-576-2976. Or go online to jerrystewartusa.com. Call now. Thanks, Kelly. I need to encourage each of you today to stand up, to speak out for our America to sit down with your family and to examine and study the rights our founding fathers gave to us along with our freedom. But more than anything, don't just take the rights. Take responsibility. Be part of the solution for our America. Now, back to the With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. A U.S. researcher examining the height and distance of the latest North Korean missile launch says that missile could have potentially been powerful enough to reach Alaska. Responding to the launch in a tweet, President Trump writes, it's hard to believe that South Korea and Japan will put up with this much longer. The president's observing his first Independence Day in office with holiday activities at the White House. He and the First Lady hosting military families for a picnic and later on fireworks. The Ohio Highway Patrol says a trooper fatally shot a knife-wielding man after the man rammed his car into the rear of the officer's patrol vehicle. City commissioners in Hollywood, Florida, have agreed to start the process of changing the names of various streets that honor Confederate generals. More details at srnnews.com. Saturday mornings at 8, Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. If there's a mortgage still on it, then he owns uh, one half subject to the mortgage. If you pay the mortgage off and you want to be compensated for that, then just get him to sign a new mortgage or a promissory note to you so there's some, some proof that he owes you the money. Okay, I appreciate that. Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Mr. Sparky. 
We're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Tires worn out. Not only are you going to pay for a new set, plus installation and balancing, they're going to charge you for tire disposal and still possibly sell your old ones to someone else. Same for car batteries. You pay for a new battery and you get saddled with that bogus disposal fee. We're different. At Mr. Sparky, when we install new ceiling fans, we'll buy your old ones for $25. That's $25 off your bill per fan. Same goes for old light fixtures. Electrical panel overloaded? We'll give you $100 for it when we install a replacement. That's $100 off your bill, and we'll take your old panel. Mr. Sparky repairs your electrical system with quality parts at a reasonable price and pays you for your old parts. Like the jingle says, You don't have to put up with any malarkey called 888-8-SPARKY. Buyback applies only to fans, fixtures, and parts replaced or repaired by Mr. Sparky. Do you remember the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus, come down here. I'm having dinner at your house. Jesus' baptism in the Jordan River. This is my son, in whom I am well pleased. Or Peter's words to Jesus in the midst of the storm on Galilee. Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you. The stories of our faith. Let them come alive like never before as you experience Israel. A 10-day odyssey, November 1st through 10th, during Jerusalem's 50th anniversary with Pastor Sean Thornton of Westlake Village Calvary Chapel. While visiting the Sea of Galilee, the Mount of Olives, Old Jerusalem, and more, you'll enjoy luxury accommodations. Most of all, the stories of our faith will come alive like never before. Experience Israel, November 1st through 10th. Don't miss out. Register today. Keywords Experience Israel at letstalkfaith.com. There was a tiny crack in the corner of Mike's glass, spreading like a spider across his windshield. He wasn't worried. His first thought was a new free windshield and cash on the spot. He called 813-96-GLASS, 813-96-GLASS. If it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. Up to $100 cash back with comprehensive insurance. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Hello and welcome back to this special Independence Day program. I'm Jerry Stewart. Now, when the colonists went to war with England, they were greatly overmatched in all categories. Less forces, less weapons, hardly any training or organization. The British appeared to have an easy victory. But early on, the British military leaders found something out. The colonists had one very powerful tool, the leadership of George Washington. The colonial soldiers believed in him, and even when their soldiers' pay had stopped, they still followed him. But for the British strategists, the road to victory was simple. Take away George Washington, remove his leadership, and his troops would lose their spirit to fight. So one British soldier, Patrick Ferguson, devised a plan, put together a small group of the best British marksmen, find George Washington, and kill him. And Ferguson went one step further to assure his success. He invented a special gun that was deadly accurate from great distances. All he needed to do now was to find General George Washington. But here was the colonist's big problem. George Washington was fearless, and he appeared almost oblivious to any personal attacks on him. 
If he wanted to scope out a battlefield, he wouldn't send a scout. Most often, he would go himself, and he was anything but cautious. Observers noted that he would gallop everywhere he went. So, the scene was set. An irreplaceable leader, George Washington, with no regard for his own personal safety, and a deadly sharpshooter, Patrick Ferguson, armed with a special rifle, sent out with orders to do one thing, shoot and kill George Washington. And then it happened. September the 7th, 1777, only a few days before the Battle of Brandywine Creek, George Washington set out to do his usual reconnaissance. There, in the broad daylight, he rode in the clear open with another officer, not knowing that in the woods nearby was a group of four sharpshooters prepared to kill him. As Ferguson would later report, he instantly ordered his men to move closer to them and to fire at them. But then, as they positioned themselves to shoot these two men, without any real reason to change his plan, Ferguson did just that. He instead decided to disobey his orders, to go against his own plan, and to instead capture these two important colonial officers. So without any regard for his orders, Patrick Ferguson called out to the one officer closest to him to dismount and surrender his arms. Well, the officer did not dismount, but instead called out a warning to General Washington, who promptly turned his horse around and raced away. Miraculously, not one shot was even fired. Amazing, and yes, miraculous. God saved George Washington, and God saved America. Wow. One last note. Two years later, Patrick Ferguson, the British sharpshooter, lost his life in a battle that most likely would have never even occurred had he killed George Washington when he clearly had the chance. What a story. But isn't it true that during the darkest hours, during the most difficult times, that these are the times we dig the deepest inside ourselves, and somehow, with God's help, we find a way? It was in December of that first year that an article appeared in a newspaper, Author Unknown, simply signed A Free Man, which came to be known later as the Oath of a Free Man. And in this oath, it speaks of a grateful people, grateful for those who were fighting for our cause of freedom. It spoke about the guardians of America, of honor, of valor, of sacrifice. A part of that oath says this, Although your private concerns may call for your assistance at home, yet the voice of your country is still louder. Never was a cause more important or more glorious than that which you are engaged in. Not only your wives, your children, but humanity at large, the world of mankind, are interested in it. For if tyranny should prevail in this great country, liberty will expire throughout the world. He that is a soldier in defense of such a cause needs no title, for his post is a post of honor. And although not an emperor, yet he shall wear a crown of glory, and blessed will be his memory. Yes, it's during the darkest hours that we find just who we are as a people. And during our nation's history, many creeds and pledges and oaths have been written during those times to remind us just who we are. 
One such writing is what's called the American Creed, written by William Tyler Page in 1917 during our First World War. It speaks of freedom, equality, justice, and sacrifice, and it ends with this powerful pledge. I therefore believe it is my duty to my country to love it, to support its constitution, to obey its laws, to respect its flag, and to defend it against all enemies. And that pretty much says it all. There's a lot of talk today about happiness, and some have come to truly believe that it is somehow our government's responsibility, its duty, to make us happy. And with this attitude that we are somehow owed something, many Americans today have just unplugged from any real personal responsibility to our nation and have instead decided to take everything they can while giving nothing back. The truth is this. When our founding fathers spoke of the pursuit of happiness, they believed that our government's job was to give us a nation that was safe and just so that we could pursue our own happiness. But finding true happiness is up to each of us. In 1914, on June the 14th, our National Flag Day, our Secretary of Interior, Franklin Lane, was delivering a speech to a group, and he pointed to the flag flying that day, and he asked this question. He said, what does this American flag say to us? Simply and powerfully this, I am what you make me, nothing more. I swing before your eyes as a bright gleam of color and as a symbol of of yourself. I don't know about you, but when anyone looks at me, I want them to feel uplifted, to have a higher respect, to be more proud of America. And when you look at it that way, what other people, what other nations think about America is not up to anyone else. It's up to you and me. I'm Jerry Stewart. I'll be back with some final thoughts after these messages. Hello, this is Kelly Stewart. Are you hearing some of these powerful stories of America today for the first time? How would you like to get your own copy of today's program to share with your family and friends? Today, we are offering two specials for this 4th of July. First, you can get today's program on CD for only $11.95 plus $5 shipping and handling. Or ask for the 4th of July special and get all this. Today's program special on CD and an autographed manuscript of the program to read for yourself. But order right now, and in addition, you will also get Jerry's book, Saving America. All this for sixteen ninety-five plus five dollars shipping and handling, a total cost of just twenty-one ninety-five. Call eight one seven five seven six two nine seven six now to place your order, or go online to our website at www.jerrystewartusa.com. Call now. Fate Talk 570 WTBN 
If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-725-1616 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-725-1616. That's 800-725-1616. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. The following message is brought to you by Health Markets, your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business. Do you offer health insurance to your employees? Call us now and see if you can save money. Do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees? Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little-known solution, we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now. 800-651-3235. 800-651-3235. 800-651-3235. That's 800-651-3235. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies. Hello and welcome back to this special Independence Day program. I'm Jerry Stewart. Today we are celebrating our freedom as a nation, as a people, as citizens of the greatest country in all the world. And I am so glad to call America my home. But here's a question. Where are we today as a nation and a people? How different are we now from our founding fathers? And is there anything they would be wanting to tell us today, trying to pass on to us to help us keep our nation on track? The answer is most definitely. But the bigger question is this. Are we willing to listen? Earlier in the program, I talked about our Declaration of Independence and how it was so hard to declare because it brought real danger to not only the signers of the Declaration, but to all the people. It was so dangerous, it caused a war. But look at that one part of the Declaration where it states, there are certain life truths that are so clear, so obvious, the writers call them self-evident, which means they are so clear and obvious in their face that no other evidence is required. And what are these self-evident truths? That all people are created equal meaning that we are all created, not self-made, created by God, and that we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights. Now, that word unalienable is a word most don't know what it means, but its meaning is very powerful. Unalienable means that there are certain God-given foundational rights which no one has the authority to take away from you, and that no one but God can give you. And what are these unalienable rights? They tell us there in the Declaration. They are the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
Our founding fathers were telling us that these basic rights belong to everyone. Now, if our founding fathers declared it and fought for it, then why today are we missing it? How is it that we have become a nation that doesn't honor the basic God-given right of life? How is it that we are allowing our precious unborn children to be denied this unalienable right to life? I believe that our founding fathers would be shocked by any law that would deny life to all Americans. Remember the words of William Penn about right being right and wrong being wrong, no matter where the majority may stand. And it's time for us to stand for the right as a nation and as a people. Let us each today make a vow in our hearts and before God, asking Him to lead us in the basic truths our nation was founded upon. Let us seek what's best for America and stand for right even if no one else does. Finally, let me say this. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her. Well, that's all the show for today. Thanks for listening. Go out today. Have a great time, fun, and food, and fireworks, and family, and fellowship. And don't forget to pray for our America. I'm Jerry Stewart saying... Goodbye for now. May God bless America. And may God bless you. We are here to help deepen your faith. Every one of us who is a Christian is going to stand before God and we're going to have our lives evaluated by God. Our words, our thoughts, our actions, our motivations. Faith Talk AM 570, online at letstalkfaith.com. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. There are quite a few definitions of freedom. On this, the 241st anniversary of America's declared independence from Britain, some are worth considering. Freedom, exemption from external control, interference, regulation, the power to determine action without restraint. Well, I'd argue that this definition could lead to license, the notion one can do whatever one wishes without consequences. Here's another, political or national independence, which is what we celebrate today, or personal liberty as opposed to bondage or slavery. There are other definitions, but you get the picture. How's this from our 30th president, Calvin Coolidge, the only president born on the 4th of July? Coolidge said, the meaning of America is not to be found in a life without toil. Freedom is not only bought with a great price, it is maintained by unremitting effort. But then as scripture says, if the Son of Man has set you free, you shall be free indeed. Happy Fourth of July from the Coolidge Farm in Plymouth Notch, Vermont. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper and deeper in credit card debt and you're not sure how to fix the problem? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. 
Trinity Debt Management is a nonprofit organization that will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges and reduce your interest rates by as much as 60%. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. It's not a loan. It's a smart way to relieve your stress, meet your obligations, and preserve your self-respect. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free, no-obligation debt analysis. 1-800-793-9159. That's 1-800-793-9159. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159. Self-checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. Sound fair to you? With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle? Problems with electric, something's wrong. Click MrSparkyFlorida.com. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata with an important prayer request. And thank you for your willingness to pray with us, to pray with me. Because this week, we've got Wheels for the World teams going here, there, and everywhere. One team just returned from the Dominican Republic, delivering wheelchairs and Bibles to needy disabled people. And this week, we have another team in Peru, ministering way up in the mountain villages beyond Lima. Villages where the needs of people with disabilities are so urgent, so desperate. I've uh, been keeping up with all the email reports and stories I've been reading. I tell you what, these stories are nothing short of miraculous. Not only are the lives of disabled people being touched for Christ, but these volunteers, these seating mechanics and physical therapists who make up the Wheels team, I think their lives are never going to be the same. One of the Wheels for the World team members is a young woman named Katie. Katie is fresh out of college and is hoping to become a physical therapist. She had never signed up for a Wheels for the World team before, but decided the experience would really round out her education. She was a little nervous about traveling all the way to South America, but to encourage herself in her pocket, she tucked away a very special poem. It not only keeps her inspired, but reminds her of the importance of praying as she works on each wheelchair and ministers to each disabled child. Katie's had this poem for a while, and when she sent it to me, I just had to pass it on to you. And this is the way it goes. Listen. Last night I took a journey to a land across the seas. I did not go by ship or plane. I traveled on my knees. I saw so many people there in bondage to their sin. And Jesus told me I should go, that there were souls to win. But I said, Jesus, I cannot go to lands across the seas. He answered quickly, yes, you can by traveling on your knees. He said, you pray, I'll meet the need. You call and I will hear. It's up to you to be concerned for lost souls far and near. And so I did. I knelt in prayer, gave up some hours of ease. And with the Savior by my side, I traveled on my knees. As I prayed on, I saw souls saved and twisted persons healed. I saw God's workers strength renewed while laboring in the field. I said, Yes, Lord, I'll take this job. Your heart I want to please. I'll heed your call and swiftly go by traveling on my knees. Isn't that great? And uh, that little poem underscores the wonderful fact about evangelism, that if we don't pray, 
if we don't pave the way with lots of intercession, if we don't knock on heaven's door on behalf of lost souls, then hearts simply won't open. I mean, you can look for yourself in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul was constantly asking his friends to support him in prayer, especially when he shared the good news. Paul knew that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. He knew that the hearts of unsaved people are stone cold toward the salvation message, but prayer opens blind eyes. Prayer softens stony hearts, and prayer moves the Spirit of Christ into action. So, you may know of a friend who is getting ready to travel overseas to do missions work, and I'd love to send you this little poem to give him or her. It'll remind your Christian friend to keep intercession front and foremost when giving the gospel in a, in a foreign land. So, be sure to go online today at johnnyandfriends.org where you can download this poem, Traveling on My Knees, from my radio page. And speaking of prayer, please, would you be asking God to open the hearts of those villagers in Peru, those people with disabilities, Katie would appreciate it. And finally, I want you to know that I'm celebrating five decades, 50 years in my wheelchair, onward and upward. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park, online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. This is the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The Illinois budget battle is dragging on through the 4th of July. Independence Day saw more twists and turns in the nation's longest budget crisis since at least the Great Depression. Illinois Republican Governor Bruce Rauner vetoed a $36 billion budget package that includes a $5 billion tax increase, but the Democratic-controlled Senate took less than a half hour to override the governor's veto. That sends the package back to the House for an override vote, but the House planned no action until at least... East Wednesday. On Sunday, the House okayed the tax increase with 15 Republican votes. Rauner said he vetoed the package because it does not balance the budget and does not cut enough spending. I'm Mike Rossio. North Korea claims it has successfully launched an intercontinental ballistic missile, which, if true, according to officials, could possibly reach Alaska. There are questions about whether the North can really claim to have mastered such a technology. This is SRN News. Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel. Catherine Lee Bates, and she was uh, the person responsible for writing America the Beautiful back in 1913. I'm Bill Bunkley, and welcome to this special 4th of July presentation here on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. What a very special day this is, the day that America celebrates 
her Declaration of Independence, a day that uh, is marveled at not only by people here in America, but many around the world. Because back in 1776, on the 4th of July, 13 small colonies decided it was time for them to separate themselves from the crown, from the United Kingdom. And this was the event that eventually led to something very unique, and that was the the United States of America. Individual states all working together under one federal umbrella. Now, of course, this 4th of July is also known as uh, Independence Day, and uh, we are excited that you're with us this afternoon to spend a few moments uh, as you are out and about this very special day, spending some time with us during this historical event. Now, the American Revolution is where this was coming together, and that was the, um, the result of this legal separation, because that, was, that is what the document was all about. It was a proclamation and a legal separation from Great Britain. Now, it actually occurred two days earlier, on July the 2nd, 1776, and that's when the Second Continental Congress voted to approve a resolution of independence that had actually been put forth in June by a Virginian by the name of Richard Henry Lee. And, uh, of course, that uh, uh, proclamation was declaring that the United States were indeed telling the world that they were now and intending to be in the future independent of Great Britain. Now, of course, uh, at that time, the Congress, as it was, turned its attention to the Declaration of Independence, which was, again, that legal document that stated what they had all come together and they had decided to move forward with. Now, there was five of the delegates to that Congress that actually uh, wrote the, um, the words and uh, we all remember one of those uh, gentlemen very, very vividly because his name was Thomas Jefferson. And Thomas Jefferson would later go on to be president of the United States. Well, Mr. Jefferson was the principal author. Now, the Congress, in that very hot and steamy summer, and I got to tell you what, think of the heavy clothing that was uh, worn by many of these men, as well as the wigs at time. And uh, remember the hum- humid conditions of how hot it was. And uh, this was the type of um, days that they were meeting in with the, the meeting house, with the windows, and in some instances the doors flung wide open to get as much air as possible into the room where they were uh, deliberating. And uh, they had quite a debate. Quite a debate. And in fact, um, there is a famous letter I'd like to share with you from John Adams. And this is a letter that John Adams uh, had actually written to his wife, Abigail. And he writes, the second day of July, 1776, will be the most memorable epic in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this country to the other, 
from this time forward and forevermore. Now, of course, uh, Adam's prediction uh, was off by a couple of days because uh, from the outset, America actually celebrated independence on the 4th, which was the date that uh, was much publicized uh, of the Declaration of Independence rather than the actual day that the resolution was approved on July the 2nd, by the way, it was in a closed session of the Congress. Uh, but I tell you what, I am so thankful for our founding fathers because on this 4th of July, not only is it a time for us to recognize how important that fateful decision was and that your life and my life on this 4th would not be the same had it not been for these very brave colonists who voted to separate themselves from Great Britain, but it was also some of the principles that were involved with this. Because as you hear the the tone of the letter from uh, John Adams to his wife Abigail and his thoughts about what this day would mean in the future. And so we're looking at 1776, fast forwarding to this year, and as the future president again uh, would talk about the fact that this day would be to be celebrated with pomp and parades. And, of course, we still do pomp and parades, don't we? Amen. There'll be shows. There'll be games. There'll be sporting events. How about this? Guns. Now, that'd be pretty controversial with some today. But for those who question Second Amendment rights, well, we have one of the founding fathers even calling for guns to be part of of the official celebration each year. Bells and bonfires and illuminations. And I tell you what, if you haven't had a chance to go out on the 4th of July lately, you know that uh, not just one location, but many locations around uh, our whole central Florida area, there's opportunities to go out and see not only illuminations, but grand illuminations. And I'm talking about uh, the fireworks. And, of course, he had this vision from one end of the continent to the other from that time to forevermore. And um, that is just very, very special to me and just something that uh, to see that this tradition has been carried forward is special. But one line I want to call our attention to for just a moment. He wrote, it ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. And, you know, that's what I want to focus on for just a moment. Because I hope today that as you are celebrating our 4th of July yet once again, I hope that Almighty God is part of that celebration. For you see, it was uh, an opportunity for the Founding Fathers to also demonstrate their relationship and their respect to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, many of these people were followers of Christ, but some were not followers, we certainly have heard uh, a, a lot of the great debate about some of the deists of the of the time, but the, the the point to be made is is that this entire group of men who decided to throw the crown uh, off from the encumbrance upon their shoulders, they knew that it would be very very rocky times ahead. And in fact, I want to share a little bit about some of the sacrifice of those founding fathers. Because often we forget the sacrifices that they paid. But how important it is to remember that John Adams called us, called us to be sober-minded 
and to be very focused on a devotion to God Almighty and to thank God Almighty and to ask his blessings upon this, this country because they were very dependent upon God. Now, today we don't necessarily see all that dependence on him, but I want to tell you, for the remnant of people who still love the Lord Jesus Christ and are, are part of that body of Christians in this country, I hope that all of us have this sense of unity and this sense of patriotism for the United States of America on this very, very special day, a day that we talk about the 4th of July. Now, coming up in a few moments, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened to some of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, because I think that's an important study indeed as well. Because you see, the freedom that you and I have this afternoon, you know that freedom isn't free. Just a a few months ago, in the last few years, we know about the men and women who have given their lives in, well, Iraq and Afghanistan and Vietnam and Korea and Grenada, uh, two world wars. But, of course, we're going to talk, look a little bit about what happened to some of the early signers who, when they signed this document, they knew, some of them knew that they might not live. Some of them knew they would be targeted, and some who personally knew the King of England knew that they were going to come after them. So, in a moment, we'll talk more about this special day of the 4th of July, but we are delighted to have you with us this afternoon and honored for you to be part of our audience. I'm Bill Bunkley. Don't go away, because we'll be right back. Bill Bunkley here. Have you thought about how many people were involved in your last car or truck purchase? The salesperson, the sales manager, the general manager, finance and insurance managers, and on and on it goes. Getting through the sale can be a real grind. Not so a Rivard Buick GMC. When you buy from Rivard, the process is so streamlined that from the handshake on throughout the entire transaction, even finance and insurance, you work with one person and one person only. No other dealership does it this way. Such a refreshing way to buy a vehicle. And one of the family owners is always on hand should you need that special Rivard touch. Rivard is Florida's largest selling GMC Sierra dealer with over 100 in stock at all times. Check out the savings today at RivardBuickGMC.com or visit Rivard on Route 60 in Brandon. Tell them Bill Bunkley sent you. Have a safe and happy 4th of July from Rivard Buick GMC. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who will make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. 
Barb was stuck in a pit of debt quicksand, only making minimum payments. If you buy something that's $2,000 and then you only pay $25 a month, you end up paying $2,000 in interest. Barb does not like being taken advantage of. I just don't like that. I like being in control and paying my bills. Barb regained control with help from National Debt Relief. I love National Debt Relief. They were very helpful. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of folks just like Barb eliminate more than $500 million of debt, and they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They make it pretty easy. They negotiated with my debtors. National Debt Relief saved me thousands of dollars. I like them. (laughs) Now that Barb's got it handled? I don't have to worry about not being able to pay somebody. That's what I love. It's like you get your life back. You can start over. Yay! If you're in debt for more than $10,000, Barb says you should call who? Definitely recommend National Debt Relief. If they can help me, they can help anybody. Call now. 800-993-5881. 800-993-5881. 800-993-5881. Janae's Tropicals is your one-stop shop for fruit trees, exotic tropical plants and palms, citrus, and more. Join Janae every Saturday morning at 9.30 as she shares more than 24 years of horticultural experience and hosts other green thumb experts to give you free gardening advice. Janae will teach you to live off the land and love it. Visit Janae online at tropicalfruit.com and join her every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. And, of course, that was My Country, Tis of Thee, which was uh, written in 1831 by Samuel Francis Smith. And he was actually a student at Andover Theological Seminary in Andover, Massachusetts. And I want to tell you, that was a time when some of those uh, schools up in the Northeast, they were all based on the theology of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, oh, my, how things have changed. If you're just joining us, I'm Bill Bunkley, and this is our Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN 4th of July special. And we are very, very honored to have you with us this afternoon if you're just joining us. We're paying a few moments just to look back and uh, pay our respects for this very important day, the Declaration of Independence, where we uh, decided that we were going to go on our own. It was time for us to be our own nation. And uh, this was a day that started something that was going to be very, very special in the annals of history. And so as we are spending some time with you this afternoon, coming up in just a few moments, we're going to talk a little bit about the price that the founding fathers actually paid because it was a large price indeed. But before we do, a few more facts and, well, some trivia about the the whole uh, Declaration of Independence and, of course, the 4th of July celebration. You know, historians have long fought back and forth about whether Congress actually signed the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, even though, well, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, including Ben Franklin, all of them independently had writings later on that they had actually signed it on that day. Most of the historians that have been combing through the documents all these years, they have decided that the Declaration was actually signed about 30 days after it was uh, adopted. Now, that would put that date around August the 2nd, 1776, and not, uh, well, July the 4th, as, well, most people believe and what we celebrate here today. Now, something else has a coincidence on July the 4th, and uh, 
I don't know whether you knew this, but um, in, in, in two of the people who were very, very central of the founding fathers that were so prominent uh, there on that uh, fourth, uh, first 4th of July was John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. Now, both of those individuals actually, believe it or not, they were only the signers that actually later served as president of the United States. Many people believe, though they're not familiar with some of the early presidents, that more of the founding fathers actually served the nation as president, but that's not true. Only John Adams and Thomas Jefferson actually uh, did that. Now, something that's very, very remarkable to me, a special date was July the 4th, 1826. That's 1826. That just so happened to be the 50th, the 50th anniversary of the Declaration. Now, I want to tell you that uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson did not always see eye to eye. And I want to tell you that when the signers were in debate behind those closed doors at, time, at times, uh, there was some very, very heated discussions about just what direction this country ought to take. But I want to tell you that John Adams and Thomas Jefferson always had uh, though they had some disagreements in philosophy, they always had a very close uh, a tie. And so close was that tie was on that July the 4th, 1826, 50 years after the signing of the Declaration of Independence, both of them died on the exact same date. And that has been something that has been just one of those uh, very special um uh, just a nugget of history that's always been something that has always delighted me to not delighted necessarily that they that they died, but delighted about the fact of how special that is that after the long life of service and what they did for you and I, that they both happened to die on the 50th anniversary of this date of the declaration. Now, there was another founding father, uh, wasn't actually one who signed the Declaration of Independence, but James Monroe would rise to become president, and he actually also died on July 4th. That was July 4th, 1831, and he became the third president in a row uh, who died on this very special day. The 30th president of the United States, Calvin Coolidge, well, he was born on July the 4th, 1872, and so far, uh, as we uh, have presidents coming to us every four to eight years, he's the only president to have been born on Independence Day. Now, talking about the Founding Fathers, when we come back, I want to spend a few moments talking about uh, the price that they paid. But we're going to be uh, taking a break, and I want you to listen to the words of the Battle Hymn of the Republic also known as Mine Eyes Have Seen the Glory. Uh, it was written by Julia Ward Howe, and uh, this was first published in 1861 in the Atlantic Monthly. And uh, this was a song that talked about the judgment of the wicked at the end of time. And, of course, the focus of this song was on the American Civil War. And, of course, the Battle Hymn of the Republic has been one of just one of the traditional favorites of our country and certainly a traditional favorite here on the 4th of July. So let's listen in and more of our special 4th of July celebration coming up next. I'm Bill Bunkley. I'll be right back.
racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. Self-checkout seems convenient, but the store is the big winner. They save tons of money on labor, but you pay the same price. Sound fair to you? With Mr. Sparky, if you request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, we'll knock 40 bucks off the cost of our basic service call. That's right. Request an electrician at MrSparkyFlorida.com, and the service call is only $19. And I understand there's a new jingle. Problems with electric, something's wrong. Click MrSparkyFlorida.com. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus issued a stern warning against calling someone a fool while angry. A person may be displaying a lack of wisdom, but discussing it while angry is dangerous. So when is it acceptable to discuss foolish behavior? First, when you are calm. And secondly, when you use the word in a biblical sense. In Proverbs, a fool is described as a person who refuses to accept the godly advice and counsel of others, or who refuses to learn from his own mistakes. Fools are mentioned some 70 times in Proverbs, if you want to learn more. This is David Jeremiah, encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's advice to fools and their friends on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. Praise the Lord. I'm Sharon Knotts inviting you to join me and my dad, Archie Hardy, on the Sound of Faith weekdays at 9 p.m. on WTBN. Friends, if you're drawn to inspirational preaching, informative, in-depth teaching, and biblical answers to current issues under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then Sound of Faith is perfect for you. Because we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Weekdays at 9 p.m. on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Well, Carl, back with three more questions you were about to ask that I already have the answers to. Yes, it's about midway through the summer, but you're already thinking, wouldn't it be nice if school is about to start back again? Yes, you still are struggling with the idea of sending your child back to the school they attended last year when you know it's not right for them. And yes, there is still time for you to go to ChristianTuitions.com for half-off tuition for your first year at an amazingly great Christian school. Learn more and find the school that's right for you at ChristianTuitions.com. ChristianTuitions.com. Here's the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. North Korea has claimed to have successfully tested its first intercontinental ballistic missile, a potential game-changing development in its push to militarily challenge Washington. The launch Tuesday appeared to be North Korea's most successful missile test yet. A U.S. scientist examining the height and distance said the missile could potentially be powerful enough to reach Alaska. 
Prime Minister Haider al-Abadi has congratulated Iraqi fighters on this big victory in Mosul. Even as fighting continues in Mosul's old city neighborhood, where Iraqi forces are about 250 meters from the Tigris River and facing increasingly brutal resistance. Al-Abadi spoke during a press conference in Baghdad on Tuesday less than a week after he declared an end to ISIS's self-styled caliphate after Iraqi forces achieved an incremental win by retaking the landmark Al-Nuri Mosque. This is SRN News. That is the Star Spangled Banner, which is the national anthem of our country, this beautiful United States of America. The song actually came from the defense of Fort McHenry. It was a poem that was written way back in 1814 by a young lawyer and an amateur poet by the name of Francis Scott Key, who was, well, 35 years at the time that he wrote it. He actually was watching the bombardment of Fort McHenry by the British ships of the Royal Navy there in uh, the famous Chesapeake Bay during the War of 1812. Now, you may not realize this, but the national anthem did not become our national anthem until, well, not too many years ago. It was March the 3rd, 1931, when the national anthem was adopted by Congress and signed into law by Henry Hoover. And I tell you what, every time we hear that star-spangled banner and we think about those stars on that blue field, it's a very, very special time indeed. And then as we also look at those 13 stars and stripes that, of course, represent the 13 colonies, i got to tell you, nowhere do you go on, on the planet that when we have our brave men and women who are on the battlefield or we see a ship going into a harbor, I've got to tell you, and I know I'm probably partial, There is no other flag right now in the time that we live that makes this statement as the flag of the United States of America. But, you know, there's a lot of prices that have been paid since that time to have the type of country and the freedom that we have today. And I got to tell you, on this 4th of July, as we celebrate it here at Faith Talk 570-910 WTBN, it is something I know for this talk show host, The Monkley family, it's something that we don't take for granted. And, you know, we've got to be very vigilant about um, what we are celebrating, because if we're not careful, we we may not be celebrating the same types of Fourth of July um, uh, freedom and opportunity in the years ahead. But somebody had to pay a price. And, of course, we know in recent history, we know of the brave men and women who have been fighting on the the battlefields, particularly with uh, the war against terrorism. But to go back to the very beginning, imagine 56 men. Some were lawyers. Many were in the field of agriculture. They were 56 different leaders here in the colonies of the United Kingdom, in the settlement of the United States of America, and they had gotten to the point with the taxation, 
as well as the idea of having the worship in the official Church of England church. They just decided it was time that uh, the United Kingdom was so far away that this country, this soil, had to be free. And you know, when they signed that, most of them thought, if this doesn't work out well, it could cost us our very life. And even though it worked out pretty well, maybe you're not aware of what happened to a lot of these men who so bravely signed that uh, a Declaration of Independence. Five of those who signed the document actually afterwards were captured by the British troops. They were labeled traitors. They were tortured by the Redcoats before they died. Twelve of the signers, their homes were absolutely overtaken, ransacked, and burned to the ground. Two of the signers lost their sons serving in our Revolutionary Army. Another two had two of their sons captured, a personal price. Nine of the 56 signers fought and actually died from wounds that they had received in the Revolutionary War or other hardships. And I'm reminded at the moment of that very familiar phrase, that these 56 signed a pledge, signed a declaration, and they actually pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And that make me that makes me pause today to ask the question, I wonder how many people in America would be willing to pay that sacrifice today to maintain our freedom, to pledge our very lives that we could lose in a battle, to give up everything that we've worked for, and to put our honor on the line for this very special task. 24 were lawyers and involved with the judicial system. 11 of the founding fathers were actually in retail. They were merchants. Nine were in the field of agriculture. They were farmers. Some were very, very large plantation owners. Many of them were well off, no doubt. They were men of means, and they were also very well educated. When they signed the Declaration of Independence, they knew that they could be killed if they were captured. A Virginian by the name of Carter Braxton, who happened to be a planner and also was a a trader, well, he had ships, and his ships were destroyed by the British Navy. Uh, He had to sell his home. He had to sell his property just to pay off those that he owed. And later in life, Carter Braxton actually died a pauper. Yes, he died in rags. Another one by the name of Mr. McKean, Thomas McKean, that is. The crown just kept after him and kept after him and kept after him, and he was forced to really keep his family on the move. He was one that actually served in the Congress and did not make a dime, volunteered his time. And this was while he was so wanted and hated for what he was doing by the British crown Others had to keep his family hiding in secret. Everything that uh, Mr. McKern had was actually taken from him. 
he too ended up in poverty. Well, the properties of Mr. Dillery, Mr. Clymer, Mr. Hall, Mr. Gwinnett, Mr. Walton, Mr. Hayward, Mr. Rutledge, Mr. Middleton, either looters or soldiers cleaned out their houses. Thomas Nelson Jr. at the Battle of Yorktown, of course, he's one of the signers, noted that uh, British General Cornwallis had taken over, well, his home and made it the headquarters for the British Army in that area. And when George Washington was leading a revolutionary army, he asked General Washington to open fire on his own house. He sat there and he watched everything he worked so hard for. He watched his house destroyed and burned to the ground. This founding father also died bankrupt. Mr. Lewis, Francis Lewis, had his home and properties destroyed. The enemy actually put his wife in jail. He died a few months afterwards. Uh, Mr. Hart, John Hart, that is, was uh, not allowed to be at his wife's bedside as she was getting ready to pass away. Thirteen children of this uh, founding father head for the hill, head for the hills to save their lives. He had a farm of fields and he had a grist mill. They were, well, they were laid to waste. He lived in a lot of forests and caves. He he returned home to find his wife dead and his children were gone. This founding father was so exhausted. That exhaustion took his life. He died of a broken heart. Same was too for Mr. Livingston and Mr. Norris. These are just many of the men and women who put it all on the line. And even though we were victorious publicly, look at the price we paid. What a dear, dear price indeed. And that's something for us to to really, really contemplate. On a day of massive celebrations, heading to the picnics, maybe heading to the beach, doing all the things, maybe at the theme park with the kids. Just remember how free we are today during this 4th of July holiday. And please never forget not only the sacrifices of these original founding fathers, these 56 men, but please never, ever forget to thank a soldier, a Marine, one of our Armed Forces members, and never forget to thank one of our first responders, the police, the fire department. All of those who serve so that you and I can be free today. Because indeed, that's what's so special about this 4th of July Declaration of Independence. I'm Bill Bunkley. I'll be right back. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. 
Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Welcome back to our special 4th of July Independence Day celebration here on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. I'm your host, Bill Bunkley. Well, as we wrap up this very, very special time together, I want to just uh, speak a few moments about the importance of history. Importance of history. This day is very, very special to the United States of America. Why? Because if what these 56 signers decided to do These very brave men who, many of which lost it all, paid some ultimate sacrifices in order for you and I to be free today. Well, I might not be sitting here and you might not be listening to the sound of my voice where you are as well. But there's something very important to remember, and that is we must continue to pass down the history of this great country to our children, their children, And the next generation beyond that. And what I sense today is a a little bit of concern in my heart and in my spirit because we don't teach history like we used to. Many of our kids today really don't have an understanding what sacrifices are all about. Sacrifices that many of you, especially if you qualify to be one of our baby boomers, you remember because many of your moms and dads actually fought in one of those big wars, World War II. Or a little bit uh, later than that, to remember the Vietnam conflict and the, and the war in Korea? Well, the older generations know what history is all about. They know the history of our country, and they know the sacrifices that have been made for us to, to have this blessed land that we have today. Unfortunately, the younger generation will not know that unless they are taught. And more and more of history is being eliminated from many of our public schools. And I got to say, mom and dad or grandmom or granddad or aunt and uncle, any of you who have young people growing up today, I hope that on very special holidays, especially historic holidays, that in addition to the fun at the beach at the barbecues and watching the fireworks at night, I hope that if not this day, one day before or after our major times of celebration and historical holidays, maybe it'd be a great time to just sit down with a with a history book, maybe a, a pictorial history book, and talk a little bit to our children about uh, just exactly what these days really mean. And I also want to say a bit about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Make no mistake about it. This country was formed on Judeo-Christian principles. And for all of those who are trying to rewrite the very history I'm speaking of to to attempt to get you to share that with your young sons and daughters, I want to remind you that we are here because history has been told accurately. And uh, we have so many people now trying to rewrite history and claim that 
there really wasn't uh, an allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ. There wasn't a faith in him. Now think about this, not in the modern times that we live in, but think about that hot July summer in Philadelphia as these men were contemplating that they were going to be signing their name on an agreement, an agreement that would be sent to the King of England. Many of these men knew the King of England, and they have come from families who were loyalist to the crown. And they were willing to put their lives and their liberty on the line to be free. Today, many of us um, don't want to really do much for our fellow man, not necessarily men and women of the cross, but you understand what I mean, the men and women of the world. But I want to tell you that it is so important for us to remember and to tell accurately the stories of our founding fathers. The the history quotes that are out there where they uh, mentioned uh, God Almighty, or they mentioned the Lord Jesus Christ, or they talked about Christian principles. That there's so many letters, there's so many writings that uh, are uh, there in the archives in addition to, uh, you know, our Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States and, of course, the, the Bill of Rights and the other amendments. There's a lot out there that really tells the story of the uh, early era of our country. As we wrap up this time together, it is always, again, a special honor for us to be with you. We know that uh, here at Faith Talk 570-910 WTBN, you know that uh, Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the Lord of the 4th of July here in America. Every year on the evening of the 4th of July, you will be hearing the next song that we are going to be showcasing as we wrap up our time with you this afternoon. It is a song that is very, very special to me, and I want to tell you that if you have had an opportunity to be at uh, one of the events where a live orchestra, and of course, probably the most uh, uh, famous orchestra, at least here in America, that uh, you might relate to for this song is actually the Boston Pops. The song is the 1812 Overture. Now, this was written in 1880 by Piotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky, and it was written to commemorate Russia's defense of its motherland against a, well, guy by the name of Napoleon back in the uh, war uh, just preceding this in 1812. But I want to tell you that if you've ever heard this rendition of the 1812 Overture, complete with the cannons... The cannon fires, and they use howitzers now today to actually uh, do uh, the um, the actual sounding of the of the firing of the guns. It is a dramatic, dramatic piece indeed. And if you're home and around your television set, remember that chances are every year the Boston Pops is uh, having a national uh, presentation of the uh, 1812 Overture, complete with the cannons. I want to thank you so much for being with us this afternoon, and I want to tell you how much we are praying for each and every one of you. It's a very special time for us to come together as Americans, and as we are praying for your home, I want to let you know that we're praying for our nation, and as we ask God's blessings upon you, I hope that before this day is out, you will also just close your eyes in prayer and ask God to bless the United States of America 
Bless our president. Bless our Congress. Bless our men and women in the armed forces. Bless our first responders, both police and fire. And until we meet again very soon, I'm Bill Bunkley. Have a great evening. God bless and From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. There are quite a few definitions of freedom. On this, the 241st anniversary of America's declared independence from Britain, some are worth considering. Freedom, exemption from external control, interference, regulation, the power to determine action without restraint. Well, I'd argue that this definition could lead to license, the notion one can do whatever one wishes without consequences. 
Here's another, political or national independence, which is what we celebrate today, or personal liberty as opposed to bondage or slavery. There are other definitions, but you get the picture. How's this from our 30th president, Calvin Coolidge, the only president born on the 4th of July? Coolidge said, The meaning of America is not to be found in a life without toil. Freedom is not only bought with a great price, it is maintained by unremitting effort. But then as scripture says, If the Son of Man has set you free, you shall be free indeed. Happy Fourth of July from the Coolidge Farm in Plymouth Notch, Vermont. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper and deeper in credit card debt and you're not sure how to fix the problem? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management is a nonprofit organization that will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges and reduce your interest rates by as much as 60%. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. It's not a loan. It's a smart way to relieve your stress, meet your obligations, and preserve your self-respect. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Gather up your bills and call this toll-free number for a free, no-obligation debt analysis. 1-800-793-9159. That's 1-800-793-9159. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159. We can't always predict the timing of a full-scale market collapse, and I know you're constantly hearing rumors of it happening, but always being prepared is a great step to saving and earning a profit, no matter who's in office. There's an unusual strategy over at safeprofitplan.com you can use to potentially profit now and during the crash. It has to do with a little-known profit window that opens in the market every six days. A retired Michigan engineer discovered it, and he's revealing everything on a free training video at safeprofitplan.com that gives you the chance to go after as much as $2,000 every week. So if you hold stocks, bonds, or mutual funds, you need this strategy from our partner, Profits Run. It doesn't matter which way the market moves. All you need to do is copy the simple strategy revealed at safeprofitplan.com. Trading involves risk of loss and is not appropriate for everyone. But this training is free and spots are limited. So hurry over to safeprofitplan.com. That's safeprofitplan.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.